0: You're listening to the Cache Valley Insider, conversations with founders, leaders, and creators about why they live, work, and play in Cache Valley, Utah. The Cache Valley Insider is a production of the Cache Valley Chamber of Commerce. Become a chamber member and learn more at cashchamber.com. Okay, welcome back, everyone. This is Chase Anderson, and joining me today is Karina Brown. Um, from the, I guess in this capacity, you're representing, um, the, the cash chamber, uh, board, um, and specifically the legislative affairs committee. Um, but, but you've got a long list of, um, I guess just community involvement in general, um, and so I, I'll definitely link to that um, in the description for people to see everything that you're involved with. But in this capacity, we're, we'll be talking a little bit about legislative affairs and, and your role there. So Karina, I think I, I appreciate you taking the time to talk and share a little bit more about what what you're working on.
1: Well, thank you so much, Chase, for the opportunity.
0: Of course. Um, I, I guess just first of all, just if you could give... Um, our listeners, just a little bit of background on you, um, and your connection to the chamber. When did you first get involved, um, working with the chamber?
1: Well, I first got involved with the chamber in 2018, when I ran for Utah house district five, I ran for office and I signed up to, uh, participate in their cash women and business conference as a candidate. And so that's, that was my first connection with the chamber and I was really impressed. Uh, with their organization and the things that they were doing. Um, so after that campaign in 2018, which which I didn't win, but it was a great experience to run for office, uh, Representative Casey Snyder won. Um, Jamie Andress, who's the president and CEO of the chamber, invited me to participate along with, with her and Chad Campbell, uh, the president of Bridgerland on their legislative affairs committee. Um, so in 2019, I um, took on that role as uh You know, participating in their legislative affairs committee on one of their committees. I think I was co-chair and then they asked me to be chair of that committee. And then they asked if I would be co-chair of the whole legislative affairs committee. Uh, And now this year I'm chair. Last year I was chair and the year before with um, co-chair with uh, Chad Campbell. So it's been a great experience. Um, I guess my my political involvement in 2018 running running for office got me introduced to the chamber and I'm I love working with the people at the chamber with Jamie um, and her staff and uh, everyone on our legislative affairs committee and then they invited me to be on their board uh, and so I was on their their board of directors and now I'm vice chair of their executive board so I'm vice chair of their the uh, cash Chamber of Commerce uh, executive board so'm I'm, I'm really involved with the chamber not only on the legislative affairs committee but on their executive committee too and I I really enjoy
0: it. That's great. Um, where where do you? Um, I guess for the, for those who don't know, I I guess my, myself included, I I feel like you know when you first hear about like a chamber of commerce, you, commerce, I I just strictly think of the the business side of the chamber, and that you know that's obviously the you know the I guess the primary focus of of a chamber of commerce is um, helping um, you know cultivate a a strong business community in, in, uh, in, in a place like Cache Valley. But um, I I wasn't even familiar with um, a chamber having a legislative legislative affairs committee until, you know, I mean, the last few years where I've been more involved and been more connected with the chamber. But um, I I think a lot of people would be surprised to hear that or, or not, not familiar with that um, committee within the larger chamber. I, I guess maybe you could speak a little bit to that, um, you know, the motivations behind it, behind the chamber being involved in that way and, and in that capacity um, with legislative affairs.
1: Well, yes, it, it is It is a good uh, focus because it ties into business because legislation will affect businesses, it'll affect families, it'll, it'll affect social services. And so, that's why the chamber is involved, is because legislation um, that is passed or doesn't pass affects us in in here in Cache County, uh, whether it's related to our families or businesses or social services. And so that's why we're involved and, and I'm so passionate about it. Um, and also running for office you know, in 2018 for Utah House District Five, and then recently last year as the Democratic candidate for Lieutenant Governor, um, just, has impressed on me more um uh, even more the importance of coordination communication and teamwork among different facets of our community whether it's you know business local government education social services it's important that we all work together to have the best outcome and so that's where um, le- the legislative affairs committee comes in
0: right um I, so I guess you, you kind of answered that question, but the the role of legislative affairs or or the day to of, day of that committee where I'm sure it's different all the time and especially right now with the, the state legislature um, meeting, um, that probably looks very different from I guess the role of the committee throughout the year. Um, but still still busy still active um, but it probably looks a little different I guess maybe share a little bit of like that timetable and throughout the year what what is the uh, the what, what does the committee look like and and what does that participation look like
1: well that's a great question chase well we meet weekly during the session and we have different committees and there's chair of each there's a chair for each committee um, and I'll go down go through uh, those exact committees in a minute but Again, we meet weekly during the session and then we meet every couple months um, throughout the year. And then our uh, planning committee, um, me and Jamie and Emily Hobbs, who's the chief of staff at Bridgerland and coordinator, uh, will meet more um, frequently to plan things or um, organize events. So that's how it's set up. But we have different committees uh, with representation from. The community with people that are experts in those fields, like one is business, economic development, and labor and tourism. And then we have executive offices and criminal justice, revenue and taxation, public higher and technical education, infrastructure and general government operations, transportation, natural resources, ag, and environmental quality. That's all one committee. Another one is retirement and independent entities, health, military, social services and Medicaid. Uh, And then another topic is our committee is federal priorities and other. So we have some great representation from the community. Um, uh, Brian Erickson Erickson, um, helps us out with the health care committee. Superintendent Frank Schofield from Logan School District is on education. Uh, justice reform is is uh, chaired by Terrell Warner. Um, so we have, those are some examples of the people from the community that we have, um, chairs of those c- committees. Um, Paul Davis, um, who works with Bragg, he's over tourism, government, open space, and recreation. Um, and so we have other community leaders representing government, representing business and industry that present on their committee every week. So they take turns and then they present bills underneath their committee uh, topic. Um, So uh, we recently had one with transportation. And so Jeff Gilbert um, from Cache County, he presented on uh, transportation and the bills related to to transportation uh, and capital facilities. Um, Todd Butler was there. who was able to uh, give his input. We normally have about between 25 and 30 people on our Zoom meetings every week. We also participate in the Northern Utah Chamber Coalition. So the Northern Utah Chamber Coalition is a group of all of the chambers from Northern Utah. And we meet every week during the session and regularly throughout the year. And we have different priorities that we present to the the legislature especially the Northern Utah legislature you know, for capital projects, economic development, education, workforce development, transportation, Hill Air Force Base, justice reform, tourism, health, environmental, racial equality, and justice for all, one-time appropriations. And so we have uh, those priorities which we discuss um, and we present and we've had some great communications with our legislators, Northern Utah legislators. We meet weekly, like I said, during the session on Friday mornings We've had some great input from Speaker Brad Wilson and Senate President Stuart Adams and other legislators that join us um, for those calls. And we've also hired a lobbyist that is really great that helps us uh, communicate with the legislators and make sure that we're advocating uh, in the best possible way for Northern Utah. There's great teamwork. It's really inspiring to be on those meetings. You know, we kind of take turns on the capital uh, projects that are coming up um, for facilities. Uh, one, one exciting example that people in the community would like to know about is Bridgerland is going to be getting a, uh, new health sciences and tech building. The funding had been suspended, um, due to COVID-19, but I think they're going to get the funding back. That's number one on the priority list. That would be like 30, $39 million. And it would be a great asset to have in Cache County and help improve, um, the, um, medical staffing needs that we have in, in Utah. Another one is a is a public safety building that will be going into Brigham City. That's another uh, capital facility priority. So, it's really exciting um, to be working together uh, with with all these great community leaders.
0: Well, it's I mean y- you mentioned this uh, earlier on, but like collaboration and coordination is kind of the the word of the day. I I imagine for you. Um, I just, I just think about it from the perspective of, of not having a, a committee like this. Um, what would our voice be like um, when it, you know, with the state legislature, where, where do you think we would be at if we didn't have this type of collaboration and this coordination between so many different entities across not only Cache Valley, but the larger region, because, you know, as, as you, as you know, as you know, that larger region, we, we all impact each other, right? Brigham City, uh, impacts Cache Valley. Um, you know, a win for Northern Utah, um, you know, for for Tremonton is a win for for Cache Valley in a lot of ways. Um, but wh- where do you think we would be at if we didn't have this level of of coordination? What would our voice be? Uh
1: well, it would be it would be more diluted, I think. Um, you know, having having this teamwork and coordination has been really powerful. I mean, I I wish you could see some of our or emails that go back and forth with the northern utah chamber coalition and and you're invited also to participate in our in our weekly uh, chamber legislative affairs uh, committee uh, meetings it's, it's like i said it's really inspiring uh, because people feel free to share their opinions on different bills share their priorities and we really are stronger together uh, and so that really becomes apparent when when We're meeting together regularly when we're communicating and, um, you know, have these different priorities according to different categories that are really well organized for not only Northern Utah Chamber Coalition, but our our cash chamber legislative affairs committee, where we have these volunteer experts that are working in these different fields that are advocating for uh, different bills and are keeping track of different bills that that impact on the community for example our first meeting of the session um when Jill Anderson who's the director at CAPSA came and spoke about an appropriation uh, for three and a half million dollars appropriation to spread for 13 shelters across the state and representative Dan Johnson from Cache County submitted the funding request and so so that's exciting we're, we're not just talking about economic development economic development is Important, but we're also talking about the the social needs the the compassionate uh side of of government and and service and public service there we're looking out for the vulnerable among so um that was a that was an important meeting that we had. Uh, so so we're looking out for for northern utah and cash in in every area
0: oh that's great um do you mind sharing a little bit um who I guess, who are the chamber organizations that are involved in the Northern Utah Chamber Coalition? Who's, who is considered Northern Utah? I know sometimes I hear Northern Utah and that ends at Ogden. Um, and, and we're more Southern Idaho than Northern Utah. So um, what other chambers are, are a part of that Northern Utah uh, coalition?
1: So it's, it's Box Elder, Ogden, Oh, I think it's Ogden Weaver and Davis. I think I got out all of them. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's great. So,
1: so those are the chambers.
0: Right. Well, I again, I you know, yeah. I've, I've kind of hit this point home. I feel like, but I, I just imagine you know, not having a committee like this, getting that that feedback um, from the community. Um, you know, it's it, at that point, it's independent. You know, cities or. Uh, organizations or business leaders who are doing that individual outreach, which is still very important and definitely encourage that, um, you know, reaching out to your representatives, but, but when you have uh, an organization like this coming together, I, I, and especially on a regional level that that's got to carry a lot of weight. Um, and I imagine you see a lot of movement and, and positive things, positive outcomes for this community, because you've got that collaboration. Um, I, I guess for Definitely. for anyone in, in this community, I think some people feel daunted by um, by government, by the legislative session, um, maybe by the process. Um, and, and part of that is is you know getting into it and, and trying to get caught up to speed. But there's a lot going on. There's 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 a lot of um, there's there's kind of a process and and. Uh, just, just the legislature in general, there's, there's a lot to learn, a lot to pick up on a lot of new lingo. Um, How do you recommend that people keep up with what's happening in the legislative session and try to parse out, you know, what are those things that I should be paying attention um, to that actually affect our community? Um, I mean, you've, you've been, been um, involved in this at a lot of different levels. What do you recommend uh, for people who are looking to, just just keep an eye on what's happening um, at the legislative level.
1: Well, a couple of things have helped me become more educated about the whole process or what's going on over the years. And, and I understand that people can feel overwhelmed because there is a lot going on. But reading the newspaper has helped me, you know, the online news or, or you know, print news, um, you know, not only the Herald Journal, but the Salt Lake Tribune and Deseret News, uh, they have good reporting in there. Reading what's happening—that's what got me involved in advocating for healthcare in 2015 because I was reading the news about um, Medicaid expansion. And so that—that that is a good way to stay informed. Another way that has helped me learn more about all the process and what what's happening, and and get to know our legislators more is the weekly town halls that they have during the session. And they don't have them in person this year, but they have them on Facebook on Thursday nights, I think at seven o'clock, um, streaming from the Republican Facebook page, but they're also shared with the Democratic um, Party uh, Facebook page too. So the legislators are there and you, they present bills, you can ask questions. So that has those two things have been really um, helpful to me in learning more about the whole process. Another good way uh, to do it is you can go online and the there's le.utah.gov, you can search for, for bills by subject, by um, bill sponsor, um, you know, by title, so that's a good way uh, to learn more about the bills, if you're looking for a specific bill or a specific subject that, that you're passionate about. There's also a bill tracking app, I think the state of Utah has a bill tracking app that you can get for your phone, so you can track bills Um and and see how they're coming along and also it's important to communicate with your elected officials in a positive way they like to hear from regular people that aren't you know necessary lobbyists lobbyists have their place too and are important but they want to hear your stories what you really think about something not not a form letter but speaking from your heart um, it will be like a breath of fresh air for them so i highly recommend that i remember (laughs) Uh, when former representative Ed Red was in a meeting, he said, you know, I have so many thousand um, constituents, but I only hear from the same 600 people. Mm. So go out of your comfort zone, you know, call, call your legislature, legislator. I've called legislators before and they, they pick up the phone, not only in Cache County, but different ones throughout the state. And most of the time they're happy to hear from you. They want, they want to hear from you. You know, I've, I've called them about things that I'm, I'm concerned about or passionate about you know, and, and, of course it's important to communicate in a positive way and, and, and be respectful. Um, uh, but you know, that's one of the beauties of living in a democracy is we get to, we get to choose who our elected officials are, and we get to participate in the process. So we are a vital part of the process and there's, there's a lot we can do as regular citizens to make a difference.
0: Right. And, and I imagine, um, I imagine our legislators like to hear when they've done something that that people like as well. I, I've started to do that a little bit more on the on the Logan City Council level as if, if if someone from the council, you know, votes for something or supports something that, you know, I, I was in favor of, I will actually thank them for doing that. Um I, I don't want to be the person that reaches out when there's something that that angers me or frustrates me. I don't want to be that person. Um, right it seems like both, both are really important. You should reach out if there's something that concerns you, but also, you know, send that appreciation, um, you know, for, for legislators who, who do those things that, um, you know, ultimately maybe you agree with or support. I, I, do you have any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, that's really important. Thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I guess the, the, the story from the Bible about the, the men that were healed, the people that were healed, and the only one came back to say thank you, Yeah, I think thank you goes a long way. Uh, And, you know, we it's, it's good to communicate both if you're concerned about something, or you have an opinion on something, do it in a kind, respectful way, but also uh, show appreciation for their service, because they don't get paid very much. And they have to do a lot of things above and beyond uh, their, their pay grade for what they're paid. Um, So they're doing it out of, uh, you know, most of them out of love and service to the community and so it takes time away from their families and their jobs and so yeah the the thank yous are really important
0: right I, and i'm glad that you mentioned that um i don't want to go too, too far i guess down the down the or off the rails but i i know that personally i i think i kind of had an awakening years ago um i, I think sometimes i mean you can live in a world where And certainly, right now, there's a lot of demonization happening, right, Um, of the other side. Um, And I, I, I think I was able to really break out of that a few years back, when I listened to a podcast with, with, um, you know, a politician that I I didn't necessarily agree with policy-wise, but I heard the humanity, right, in this, in this kind of informal conversation, and for me, that was kind of an awakening, recognizing that, oh yeah. Everyone here, you know, in most cases, the uh, overwhelming majority, people are trying to do what they think is right to help their constituents, right? And they're ultimately trying to um, help people in in most cases. Um, You know, certainly there's there's others who are not. um, But uh, you know, it was when I had that recognition and understanding that, oh, they just see things different than I do, but they ultimately are trying to help people, um, you know, you, you could really cut out that, um, I guess, the the othering that happens um, in, you know, that we're seeing a lot of right now, not to, to go, you know, too far off the rails, but that, that was a big difference maker for me. And, and what you said there at the end reminded me of that.
1: Yeah, yeah, thanks for sharing that. I, I think that is really important. I, I had a good experience with that and that I went to testify in support of the elimination of straight ticket voting. I think it was in 2019, Representative Arant's bill, and then it passed in 2020, but I wrote that Government Operations Committee a letter, you know, explaining what my thoughts on why we should eliminate straight ticket voting. And I had one very conservative Republican representative emailed me back and said, because of my letter, he changed his mind. He had voted against that bill to go out of committee, but he voted, it passed out of committee and went to the house for the vote. And he voted in favor of it because my letter changed his, helped change his mind. And he's very conservative politically, like I said. So I, I just spoke from my heart and what I thought about it and my family situation and, and that helped him change his mind. So I think if we're too, we, if we have two rigid notions of how, people are, are thinking our are, are legislators even if they're different from us politically then that will get in the way of us communicating uh, with them and and trying to be persuasive um, right. and be effective effective in that persuasion so right I love that
0: um, well well with so much happening in in this legislative session um, I guess is there anything that you I know that you're monitoring a whole lot right now but if if there's anything that you could, um lift up Um, are are there any things in particular that you feel like are of utmost importance for our community in particular that people should be aware of
1: well um representative ray ward uh, one of the bills that has been kind of a hot (laughs) hot bill is representative ray ward's house bill 82 and it passed out of the house i think it was yesterday or just the last couple days And we've discussed it in our Legislative Affairs Committee and it's regarding accessory dwelling units. Uh, So to make it so it's easier for people to build or have accessory dwelling units uh, in the whole state. But there were some concerns about the bill and that it was going to override local control, but through the Utah League of Cities and Towns and input from people across the state, the bill got to where um, it is in a form that could be passed out of the house and so that that was one that was kind of exciting but also controversial just just because representative ward is looking on the side of we want to increase uh, housing options within the state. Uh, But there's also a conflict sometimes with cities that don't want more accessory dwelling units in their cities and they're concerned about parking and um, you know crowding and, and things like that, but they. He worked with with different organizations, uh, like I said, and and um, to to refine the bill, and so that's all part of the process. And so that that's one that was important. And also, Representative Casey Snyder had a bill to put a hold on the county reclassification, uh, so that would have affected uh, Cache County. Uh, and so that was a pretty important one. We we have a new Cache County executive now, David Zook. So we had introduced him at one of our meetings, and so. That'll be good to, to work with him. So those are those are a couple of the bills. I know there were some healthcare ones that we talked about um, at the beginning. One was a, like a mobile health crisis um, um, uh, bill, so that there there could be increased funding to help with mental health emergencies uh, across the state. Um, so we were able to um, you know show our support for that. For that bill, um, so that was important. Well, that's great. Um, I, you know,
0: again, kind of on this, um, you know, I, I mentioned a little bit how how people should stay informed, um, but you know, how are some good ways to be involved? Um, just with with everything going on right now, it sounds like there's there's those town halls that people can participate in that are on Facebook. Um, I know that the, the legislative Affairs committee has some some other events that are that are coming up um, as well what are the best ways that you recommend people um, connect with the legislative affairs committee and just stay in touch with everything that's happening
1: well if if anyone is interested in volunteering if you, if you work for a business or you have an interest in politics or certain area then you can reach out um to us on the Legislative Affairs uh, Committee, I could I could share my email if if you'd like. Um, That'd be great. You know, if you're passionate about a certain um, area, one thing I forgot to mention was tourism. We were able to submit a letter uh, back in support and on behalf of the chamber for a certain bill, House Bill Four, to get more money for tourism, uh, the tourism marketing. Performance, fun, and arts and museums. Um, So that that was a good one. But my email address, should I go ahead and say it now?
0: Yeah, that'd be great.
1: Okay, so it's Karina K A R I N A at K A R I N A F O R U T A H dot com. So Karina at Karina F O R U T A H dot com. So if you're if you're interested in joining us on our Legislative Affairs Committee, we'd love to have you. It's a great way to give service to the community and advocate for things that you care about. Um, also, of course, participating, watching those weekly uh, town hall meetings that are there uh, on Facebook during the session, uh, reading, reading the local news, communicating with your legislators. Uh, so those are all some ways that that you can get involved. And there's, there's, um, there's bill trackers that you can find. We do our own internal bill tracking with the with the Northern Utah Chamber Coalition and with our Legislative Affairs Committee. But there's other bill trackers that you can find online um, that are publicly available, like through the League of Women Voters um, has a good one where you can see, you know, what they think they're a nonpartisan, non-biased. They analyze the the different bills. Um, so, and then also the legislative um, the the state of Utah's legislative uh, website that le.utah.gov play around with that search for things by subject or by your local representative and you can you can learn more about what's what's going on um during the session
0: oh that's great well i I guess maybe kind of a final question and i'd like to ask um our guests this but but why cash valley why why cash valley for you
1: oh (laughs) well my family we've been here for 10 years and We've lived all over the country. We decided to move here because of the four seasons, and we've lived in major cities and loved this area with, you know, the university, the art, arts and culture, music, um, good educational system for the younger kids, K twelve, also. So that's why we wanted kind of a slower paced lifestyle, but I really love the teamwork that is here in Cache County. One of the reasons I love serving in Cache County is because of the people and the teamwork. There's just a special feeling here. We have a new economic development director, Sean Milne, who moved up here from Tooele and he remarked at one of our meetings, you know, this teamwork here is just so great. You know, the the teamwork and cooperation here in Cache County uh, can't be beat. um, I love it here in Cache County. I love to serve and it's great to serve with amazing people.
0: That's great. Well, Karina, any, any parting thoughts before we wrap up? You've, you've got a lot going on and, and uh, the, the legislature is in session right now. So extra busy right now. But any, any parting thoughts?
1: Um, I, well, parting thoughts. Um, just want to give a shout out to the chamber. Uh, if you're a business and you want to become a member, you can go to cashchamber.org. Uh, or learn more about the benefits of being a member of the chamber, uh, but also as a plug to us as citizens. Um, you know, I'm not an elected official. I, I'm a planning commissioner for the city of Nibley, which is appointed. But but I'm a I'm a person that got involved in politics because I cared about Medicaid expansion, and so you can do the same thing. We as ordinary people, we can make a difference.
0: That's great. No, I love that message. Well, Karina, yeah. thanks for all you do and for all the service you provide and appreciate you uh, taking the time to share a little bit more about how, how people can get involved and, and the impact that legislative affairs is having. So thank you for taking the time. It's great to talk to you.
1: Yeah, great to talk with you. Thanks, Chase.
0: Thanks for listening to the Cash Valley Insider. For more conversations, listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever podcasts are found.